0: Alright folks, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Walker AC Experience. Today is going to be a little bit different. The message is still the same, of course. You know, take care of yourself. You matter. You need to voice. And a voice for this is, of course, walkerac76.podbean.com You can find me on Twitter at walkeracexperience76 and, of course, on YouTube at walkerac. Now, as you can tell, this, night, this won't be your average show. Um, I'm going to bring in a guest of mine to talk about the history of, of Adrian, actually. A little part of history which shaped me to be who I am today. And this is going to be a different show. There will be language. There will be a little bit of crude humor. Of course, this was a different generation, different time. So just please bear with me. Some of the stories may be a little bit twisted, but humorous nevertheless. So without further ado... Um, a good friend of mine from Indiana who was a transplant all the way down to Orlando, Florida, who worked with me for a couple of years and we're still friends to this day. Please welcome, uh, Steve Farhols. Now, before I introduce you, I will not lie. I suck at editing. So th- the previous 40 seconds of the show, the mute button was hit. So it screwed up everything that, w- that I just talked about. So we're going to jump right into it. How are you doing, Steve? doing all right the strangest sense of deja vu like we did this already <laughs> yeah. so for those of you who didn't hear it we're going to try this again so steve and i've been friends for good lord since 2000 2002 i think 2000 it was 2000 yeah Two, yeah tw- yeah so let's, 2001 it was one of those years yeah I, it might have been 2001 so let's try this one of those Here's <laughs> Absolutely. So, let's try this again. Tell my audience a little bit about you. Alright. Well, I'm a Hoosier. That means I'm from Indiana. For those of you
1: who uh, do not watch college basketball or watch movies about high school basketball, uh, Indiana is exactly what you think it is. A lot of it's pretty boring. There's some cool stuff, but a lot of it sucks. Um, when, I, when I was there, I think a Saturday night at a mall in Evansville, Indiana, and uh, the company bought a disc jockey in the same mall. Uh, they bought out disc jockey, so they had a superstore. So lo and behold, the movie store alone no longer needs to be there because they were going to combine it with the video music. <laughs> music and disc jockey. And, um, so, uh, I was, you know, kind yeah, of a manager position, district, was fully stocked, or fully staffed at the time, and, uh, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, my district manager at the time asked me what did I think I was going to do, and I said, I kind of like to do South. And he goes, would you be interested in going to any of our stores in the South? I goes, yeah, maybe Florida, goes, let me check around. And lo and behold, district manager Tom uh, calls me, and I you know, he's been my district manager before in Indiana, but he moved. I I've heard from him in a couple of years, and he says, uh, "Hey," I was like, "Yeah, Tom." He goes, uh, "I hear you're wanting to move to Florida." Uh, <laughs> so I said, "I said, yeah, Tom. I you know I'd like to get somewhere warmer for a while. I'm sick of winters, you know, all that stuff." He goes, well, I have a couple openings. He said, Orlando or Gainesville, which do you want? I said, uh, I said, I don't know. I don't really know much about either of them. Uh, I was kind of wanted to go to film school. And he goes, uh, well, in that case, you want to go to Orlando. Because you don't want to go to Gainesville anyway. Because it's shit hole. I live here. I know. So that's how I ended up in Orlando. And uh, I was informed on my, uh, before I moved there, I was informed literally like a day before I came in, that to come in as see the store manager Mitch, but uh, don't mention that Gary work work for him because the guy I was replacing who was getting fired didn't know yet. And it was like they were going to let him go after I came in. Like within a day or two, and I was like, Oh, well, that's
0: super uncomfortable, especially if I go in there while said guy's working. His name was Javier, correct, Adrian? Yep, it was Javier. It was yes, Javier. And uh, so, uh,
1: you know, I get to Florida, I get to Orlando, uh, get everything settled, I go to the mall. Going to the Saturday matinee in the uh, Florida Mall. Because I went from one Saturday matinee to another. And uh, I walk in and uh, the guy, you know, does the, the greeting. Can I help you blah blah. And I said, uh, is Mitch here? And he goes, yeah. And I said, right. you know, I talked to him. And then I noticed this guy's name is. Year. So I was like, oh, awesome. So I have to take
0: down the dude whose job I'm taking. This makes me so wonderful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but so I came in as, uh, I was 13, correct? And that was what my position was? Yes. 13. Adrian was assistant manager and Mitch was manager. So I, well, I went down two positions but had the same thing. So I was all right. I was uh, like, Yay, for less responsibility in the same day, I'll take it. <laughs> what I didn't realize was, hey, the same pay that you made in Indiana as a store manager, as an assistant manager in Florida, equals in spending money about $3 less an hour than you thought it did because Orlando is expensive as fuck. Yes, and I discovered that fairly really quick. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we had a Saturday matinee crew. Uh, the main, the main core I remember from the very, from the ones that I worked with most was Mitch, for course,
0: Yeah, we had, we had some part-timers, but the most bizarre thing, I don't remember their names. Um, I remember Pete Pebon, Pete he came in later, right? Yes, yes,
1: he was later. He wasn't part of the, it, was like he, it was like a little while before I was there before he came in.
0: And of course, uh, there was Kara, and there was somebody else, I can't think of his name but wasn't he good friends with you when you got your apartment? Didn't, didn't he live in the same apartment complex? Oh, yes,
1: Matt. How could I forget that? Oh, my God. I'm a memory. Matt was the other part-timer. Yeah. And uh, Matt actually uh, was kind of, he was in the same apartment complex. He actually, uh, he, him, and his roommate, Brian, I want to say, they're both from, uh, they're both from Minnesota and moved here and
0: they both also worked well uh, Matt also worked with his buddy at a uh, it Kinko's? Yes. I want to say Kinko's yes it was Kinko's and, uh, and, and now and, 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 and now for those of you who do not know uh, Kinko's uh, is a print copy shop uh, in Orlando of course Kinko's is closed down but I'm sorry continue FedEx bought them out I think well,
1: maybe, maybe you can get some out of this it's just a corporate names there you go uh, I think they did if it's not there, then I totally blew your corporate sponsorship by giving the credit <laughs> to the wrong person so uh, so yeah um, he was telling me to, to, to explain what it's like trying to live on retail salary in Orlando
0: uh, it it was impossible he, he, he,
1: yeah, they came from Minnesota, and you know, both of them working at Kingos, uh, not even working in management capacity. They, because they, they when they transferred from Minnesota to Orlando, they were making the same pay. Like the company, the company policy there was same pay if you transfer it to another store. It doesn't matter where it is. So they were making more money. As you know, just regular. They were, I believe they were. I believe they were both full time. They were just standard employees, or at least his much as full time, and uh, they were making more money than anyone. Any of the assistant managers in that store. The only person who made more money than them was the store manager. And that's the pay differential between uh, Minnesota
0: and Florida. Is Florida's pay is awful for the cost of living? Yes. Extremely, because I had, I had my roommate and his roommate's girlfriend, and we're living in an apartment, and it was a lot of money, and yeah, we were not making enough. Yeah, that's the thing you
1: always have to. I always have to explain to my friends in Indiana about Orlando. Is I'm like, if you live in Orlando, you have roommates. Like, unless you have a family, you have roommates. Usually more than one, and they're like, really? Like, even like, I'm like, even like. Couples have people as roommates because it's too expensive for a couple. You know, I've lived with I lived with a, a, a few couples in uh, or in well, in my time in Central Florida, in Orlando and the surrounding areas. And uh, it's I think it is uh, really that expensive. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's to inform you on some of uh, Adrian's life as well, because. <laughs> going through life
0: broke definitely shapes you as a person I can tell you that <laughs> oh absolutely I mean it definitely makes you appreciate what you have at the moment um, so what were your initial impressions of uh, Saturday matinee you know you know, starting with uh, the staff and then the customers
1: okay so well you know you're going to Saturday matinee anywhere like well I don't even think they're around anymore but uh your your listeners are well aware of what Saturday
0: Matinee is, right? Have you talked about it already? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I want to save all of it until we start talking about it, but give them a brief synopsis on what Saturday Matinee is or what it was. Okay, settle in,
1: younger end of millennials and Gen uh, if you, if Zers out there, because I'll tell you a tell, There was a time before streaming where people would go to stores and they would buy movies on this. Uh, or VHS he's just play. either on cartridges or discs <laughs> blu-rays uh, and Saturday Monday was a store that sold these things so that's Saturday Monday um, and uh, what else we're talking about? I, I totally spaced out after that Master Martell Saturday Monday oh impressions of the staff um, so, uh, Adrian, I'll start with you. Um, I just remember going, man, that seems pretty chill. And like, he talks like a radio announcer a lot of times. So I guess it makes sense that you podcast now. <laughs> and I my, uh, my roommate, uh, Aaron, if you remember, I don't know if you remember Aaron, but my roommate Aaron, he said the same thing. He said, oh, man. Uh, Adrian, he sounds like he's on a radio show sometimes when he talks. He's got a uh, very uh, professional delivery of a lot of his uh, sentences.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) uh, (laughs)
1: Definitely more so than me. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely more so than the next person I'm going to care to cover, which is uh, Mitch. And uh, Mitch, uh, golly, Bitch is a live wire. Like, at least he, he, was Saturday matinee day. It was different whenever I worked with him later at an FYE superstore. Uh, but, you know, I think Saturday matinee and like, the weird thing about Saturday matinee, although it was owned by a big corporation, every Saturday matinee staff that I ever encountered including the ones I with, kind of just like were outside of that bubble. And like, yeah, you know, they played play the corporate game enough and still get in trouble. But the staff there were different than like if you went into a record town or a coconut, uh, you know. Which I, I got fortunate. I worked at the coconut, that was pretty laid back. But it's just like Saturday matinee was kind of like the wild card. We were the weird ones, and uh, you know, it uh, it worked for us because we got all kinds of uh, customers who like come in and see us because we just bullshitted with them instead of, you know, hey, would you like to buy some extra stuff for most of the day? which is what the corporation wants you to do, Just do tons of add-ons that people don't want. Instead of just making your profit off of selling them more movies, which still makes them money, you know? Right. Uh, uh, but Mitch, Ben, I don't even know, like, Mitch is, is a character. Mitch is awesome. Uh, I've never met anyone like him. Uh, he is, uh, he's from New York, very New York. accents everything. And, uh, he's Jewish. And, uh, he is an interesting dude. Like, uh, man, I miss him. He's awesome. And, uh, talks very fast. Uh, one thing that I discovered is, me coming from the midwest with the midwestern playing uh going to florida which is south of me but once you get to mid florida it is officially like the north again and uh everyone on staff talked about how slow i talk, and everyone mentioned how oh, everyone thought it was hilarious how i always said y'all and you know i don't really like i, I try to distance myself from a lot of southern phrases and I, less, or crazy.
0: But I try to divorce myself from that stuff, but y'all just always because I like using y'all. It, it works in so many ways. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well I mean what yeah, what now. well I mean oh, I'm sorry, let me interrupt you. Um talk, you know uh, talking about Mitch. Mitch was the only boss manager that I just enjoyed through and through. I mean, no one has a bad thing to say about Mitch. No one has a bad word to say about him. Um, Mitch was a very short guy, black hair. Um, he worked, actually he worked a second job before FYE. You know, he worked at Disney also. So he managed Saturday Matinee, plus was an employee for Disney. And he was the most chillest boss. I mean, you asked him something, it was always either yes, get it done, sure, why not. Never got upset. And he just did everything to make the job actually fun. The only time he would get upset is if someone tried to steal something. And I've seen him run out of Saturday matinee through the Florida mall after somebody. So I'll, so I'll, I'll let you continue with that. Uh, okay,
1: well, <laughs> this leads to a Mitch story. You talk about seeing Mitch upset. I did see him upset and, uh, and maybe some other emotions going on because one time... I come in for my shift, Mitch is standing there with this crazy look on his face. And uh, I said, Mitch, I said, what is going on? Why are you so This guy was, I can't even do a Mitch. I said, I'll just talk normal. <laughs> I, can't just, I do feel we all used to be able to imitate Mitch, but I just realized I was going to sound like a cartoon character more than Mitch, so I'll do it without the imitation. I, I still have this. <laughs> uh, like, this guy comes in and uh, you know he's shopping and all of a sudden uh, I get a call from security and they said hey we just had a call someone walked by your store and they said there's someone beating off and, or someone, they probably didn't say beating off, the door masturbating <laughs> in your store and Mitch goes, I don't find this funny. Thought it was a prank call, and they go, We don't either. We need someone down there to handle this because if this is real, yes, send one immediately. <laughs> Sean, all of them, I was like, this is cool. This is going to be a good staff to work with. I can tell there isn't anybody that seems to have any of that attitude that's going to make it hard to get through the day when you're working with them. And that held true, luckily. And, and, like, you know, that really is like, man, most of the people I worked with at Saturday night days were like that. It was very easy to work with and get along
0: with. Now, Sean. For you know, of course, to describe to your audience, Sean is—I'm not going to say short, um, small guy, very <gasps> yeah, I mean short, stocky, stocky, stocky black guy with a very deep voice. Um, he was very fun-loving and loved his anime, and of course, he had the Sean phrases. Do you remember any any of his phrases? Oh my! God, I was going to say one, but it was it was Pete. That I always- you know, we'll look at him in a little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Sean, Sean was, we, yeah, we hired him, and he was instantly one of us. You know, and it, it's pretty rare nowadays, you know, to work with a company or to work just anywhere where everybody got along. You know, we were, you know, we were the, the obligatory family kind of situation. You know, we'd have a good time, lock, you know, laugh, fight, all that fun stuff like that. But yeah, Sean was definitely a character. So, go on to the next person. Let's uh, go to Pete. Pete, okay, so Pete, uh, uh,
1: I'll let you do the same kind of description with Pete if it was Sean because you're way better than that. Instead, I'll go off the, the vibe. That, uh, so Pete comes in, and i got to say, his demeanor was like, Still have to keep stuff like Sean, but uh, Pete was a little bit like, say, like I don't know if I was a wise guy or a smart ass, but in a good way, like a fun way. You know, like he had like some sarcastic whip to him. And uh, but man, Pete always smoked loaves back then. I remember. And, like he would get, he would get to sweaty at work, and it would smell like all around the register when he was standing up there sweating after smoking them. Which I used to smoke clothes. That's, you know, I But you could definitely smell clothes when
0: you sweat. It was, uh, it was in the clothes. Yes. Pete was, I mean, was, was a taller guy. Very stocky. I'm not gonna say fat. Um, very, very hefty guy. Spanish guy. Uh, curly hair, mustache. And... He was a humongous Dragon Ball Z lover, and when we would do our orders, he would always want Dragon Ball Z, or he would play it on the TVs and talk about Vegeta and Goku, and he, and, and that was his crack. He was so amped up about that, it was ridiculous, even to the point where Mitch made fun of him over it. <laughs>
1: you know, that reminds me. One thing I always loved to hear Doc Sean say, he said it in a certain way, and everything, like, Goku. Like the way he always said Goku while discussing Dragon Ball Z would just kill me. Like it was such
0: like a certain delivery. It was awesome. And so now, now you can touch upon the uh, Pete phrase that you know that you know, I mean, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, the Pete phrase that he came up with that you know Sean stole, or what's it the other way around? I don't know. I don't know
1: where they got this from but he would say shway <laughs> now I don't know if that was a thing that was going around or what but uh, he would say shway I don't even know what it meant I felt like I think it got used in like all different kind of contexts where it was like impossible to tell if it was always being
0: used the same way it was like a catch all I guess it was, it was I mean it was like fetch off of Mean Girls you know just it, 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 it just meant something They tried to make it cool it didn't work um, yeah but, they, they gotta stop trying To make you weigh a thing <laughs> No this is not a thing um, But like I said If you know if, if I do trail off And you have something More to say about a particular I don't want to say character Cause I mean To an extent We were all kind of characters To an extent I mean It was, it was like a TV show um, What about uh, Kara Now Kara uh,
1: You know he, So Kara wanted the job real bad as, as, as uh you know, she strong to come in, and, uh, golly, I don't know how to describe Kara, I'll let you do this, because, like, <laughs> uh, Kara seemed like a very fun, and I thought about being sarcastic with, uh, man, Tara was sarcastic, dry wit uh, to the fifth degree. Like, like, she definitely would, uh, throw out some, like, uh, you know, sarcastic one-liners that she would often tell me that, because I, stuff I get excited over, uh, movies or music-wise and all this stuff, uh, she would say,
0: your malness astounds me. Like in that male. She was she was a Daria esque personality. Yes. So okay. But like more more bouncy than Daria. Yeah. So this is a part of the show where it gets a little bit on a graphic side, a little bit on the crude humor side. So now since we got that disclaimer out of the way, Kara was you know, she, she was average size. Um, she, you know, she was Jewish. Extremely biting, biting sarcastic. Um, and she was she was a fairly attractive pale woman. And she was very ample chested. I think, you know, I think we can agree upon that. And <laughs> she was one of the guys. But what was really funny about it, she'd be very flirtatious. And I think at one point in time... Each and every single one of us wanted Kara at some point in time during our work tenure. I mean, do you agree or disagree on that one? I, I will, yes, I will say that, yes, true, except for Mitch. Mitch did not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mitch, was, they, uh, Mitch was so devoted
1: to being a husband and father and the whole family thing. Like, those thoughts never even registered with him. To him, everyone was like, Barbie and Ken dolls, you know, he, he, he would still admit if, like, a celebrity was attractive or something, but, like, he never, like, you know, he's definitely, a he committed family guy, for
0: sure. Absolutely. Um, what was it? Uh, Mitch always wanted uh, New York bagels, uh, because when I would go out of town, he would he always make a joke, if you're going to New York, bring me back bagels. Um, he loved Trans Siberian Orchestra. He loved playing that DVD on, on the. Uh, <laughs> brought back a memory, huh? Oh God, that brought back one of the, the few unpleasant memories of Saturday
1: night: day. having to suffer the Trans Siberian. Which one of you other ones? Like, there's one other person on staff. That motherfucker also likes Trans-Siberian Orchestra and would be okay with that DTTP and played at the store. And, okay, so I will explain Trans-Siberian Orchestra to anyone who may not know. It is like frog rock mixed with Christmas music. And that combination is just every bit as awful as it sounds. <laughs> and uh Mitch Love can you know, play it during Christmas season. Every time I worked with him, I have to hear it, and it drove me nuts. And there's like, they had like a gospel song, and like rrr, rrr, rrr. like also, it was like, uh. and
0: uh, who else like that was it you Adrian? No, I was not into Trans Siberian Orchestra. He will play that, and he will play Talking Heads because we got the music DVD, which we'll touch on that in a few seconds. He will play the Talking Heads DVD, and he will play Brian Adams. Um, what what was that group? And once again, forgive my ignorance. Ah, oh, good lord, yeah, it was it was Brian Adams and and he was his group. They got back together again, and they did a re-release of a DVD. And he would play that group every single day, and it was really annoying. Other than Trans Siberian Orchestra, but I digress cause that will come back to me. He played Bon Jovi and he played somebody else. It wasn't the Who. It was, I cannot see. It's going to hit me the moment the show is over. But, um, one of the songs, a song called Get Over It. And I can't... Uh,
1: The Eagles. Yes, the Eagles. (laughs) okay, so the Eagles is is like a, it's like a love-hate affair for me, like some other people. Um... Like, Eagles fans, like, big Eagles fans are kind of obnoxious, just like big Jimmy Buffett fans. <laughs> but, just like Jimmy Buffett, and I'm going to admit it, I'm going to put it on the record there. There's some Eagles songs I like, there's some Jimmy Buffett songs I like. So, I do get the appeal on some songs, but there's also songs by both of them that I absolutely love. And Get Over It is one of those songs I hated. Uh... But I, I guess I can handle the Eagles. Uh, I would, I would myself uh, like in the forty-year-old version when they were stuck watching Michael McDonald. I would totally be all about some Michael McDonald over the Eagles. I, I love Doobie Brothers, and Michael McDonald, and I love Michael McDonald. So, so I would definitely would have went with that over the Eagles. <laughs> uh, oh, the you know scatter all over the place. I guess for this conversation, but that triggered another memory in me of uh, music stuff and that was um, when uh, I was uh, working with Sean we had a Bruce Springsteen DVD that was one of this play. there was a Springsteen and it was like all his music videos collected together uh, up till then it was like a It was really long. But uh, when I worked with Sean, Friday night, Sean. Friday night, it was like, Friday night with Farholz and Sean, with me and him, was like our own little thing. And you know, we always were Friday night. And Friday night was kind of our life. That's when we really, could have probably got fired at any moment for totally disregarding all sense of professionalism. And we just hung out, and if someone came up to the register, we rang them up, because it was Friday night. It was, it was our party time, on Saturday night and uh, we would often, you know, act out or do certain things or certain uh, discs that I played a lot, and I remember, hearing, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the Dancing in the Dark video, the one with Courtney Cox, that... <laughs> I would do the Bruce Springsteen dance, you know, the, that it's like the Carlton. Yes. I don't know what the called. <laughs> but uh, Springsteen was already doing that dance before Fresh Prince, and so I guess you know they're like, "Man, Springsteen dancing looks pretty corny, so <laughs> let's go with that." But uh, and so, uh, but I would do that dance, and meanwhile, Sean would have got the ask Clarence Clemens, the uh, sax player he was standing in the background with his sax hanging around you know, Sean didn't have sax on him but <laughs> he, was, he was sitting there clapping with his hands over his Then and so I know there was at least once or twice where we were full on acting this out where I'm doing the dance and Sean's like doing this little dance in the background
0: clapping his hands over his hands where customers came in <laughs> so now 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 while you're describing that let me let me set uh the visual for all for those of you who of course never been in a saturday matinee because by this time it's already closed and over and done with so you walk into this small shop and you have at the time you had two rows side by side of of dvds Uh, they're parallel to each other and then a little bit further back you had rows of vhs you had a back wall of posters along with the the anime VHS so you can imagine us in the front because there's the counter was really really tiny was really tiny counter with two registers and 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 of course the signage board behind us to where we can put up like little uh letters of of the new coming titles that came out once again this is back in the 2000s folks and wall-to-wall box sets uh, packages of VHS tapes in plastic we we'll call box sets of series of aliens or friends or something like that so when you walk into saturday matinee it was open enough to where you can see the employees and customers walking around you have a good gauge of who's in the store and you know, who's doing what a uh, particular section for what what like softcore playboy vhs tapes and stuff like that but you know, please continue now,
1: since you mentioned the soft softcore porn section, which, by the way, we got an email one time. Hey, we accidentally stocked real porn in the store. We're we're not we're just whenever you sell it, we're not going to restock it. But just so you're aware, this one DVD is actual porn. It's not soft softcore. So of course, I'm pr- I bought it that same day that we got the email because with our discount, that was pretty cheap for porn because uh, porn used to be pretty expensive people used to buy it on DVD and uh, I want to say Sean bought it too it may be, I don't know but I know multiple copies of it sold to employees once they found out it was real porn uh, but they had the core section and uh, <laughs> uh, oh my god, I don't even anyone was with me for this one might have been it might have been, uh, someone might have been in the back or something. This guy comes in. I don't know what this accent is. And mm-hmm. when I do it, it's going to sound, well, it's French, but it's not a French accent. I don't know what the accent is, but I don't think I do it that well, but I have to do the accent as I heard it. And this guy comes in and he goes, It's serious, please. But you have X, uh, And I said, no. Uh, oh, Triple X, you know, the movie with Vin Diesel was getting ready to come out on DVD. And uh, I was like, oh, the Vin Diesel movie, no, that's coming out next week. No, 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 my friend. Uh, adult, you know. And I said, oh, well, we have, like, softcore and the guy's like, I, understand. I go, yeah, I show you know, show them naked.
0: And you can see the motions. Uh-oh, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Your phone's breaking up. So we, we didn't hear that part. Uh-oh, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah your phone cut out. So try that one more time. The gentleman came in looking for a triple X. Uh-oh, I, I'm I'm thinking we're losing you here. Uh-oh, so we will take a little small station identification break here. And so what I'm going to do, actually, and you'll never know this, I'm actually going to pause it. So by the time you come back, you'll never even notice. All right. So you were saying before a guy came in looking for a triple X? Okay, yeah, I don't, know where, I don't know where to cut off. But,
1: so this guy comes in and he says, and like I said, I don't know what this accident is. Like, I, I'm probably not even doing it right. It's like a... It's a weird hybrid of like three accents I'm doing here. So this guy comes in and he says, and hey, it's just serious, you have it's X, 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 And I thought, oh, he's talking about the Vin Diesel action film Triple X because it comes out next week on DVD. And I said, oh, Triple X, Vin Diesel? No, uh, that actually is next week. And he, no, 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 you don't film." And I said, well, we have softcore, uh, it is, uh, uh, it's, um, you know, they don't show everything, it's nude, but he's like, I can tell, he's like, not understanding what I'm saying, I said, no penetration, <laughs> and he's just looking at I go, it's like playboy type stuff, and he goes, oh, no, 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 uh, and then he leans forward to get six centimeters. <laughs>
0: Um, those were the Brazilians slash Persians, and so they would come in all the time. And you are correct; they go, excuse please. You have a DVD shows, a DVD shows, and and they would they would purchase a whole ton of DVD musicals, especially Celine Dion. If you remember that.
1: <laughs> Maybe I don't. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant
0: but sheer was always beginning of the conversation you. Yeah and you know, and they didn't have personal space. they would get right up in your face asking for DVDs, which is great. Um, <laughs> now of course we're gonna go back to the employees. Now there were some part-timers here and there. so we do apologize if we don't remember who you are. Of course Matt, you know Matt worked with us and we watch Bjork videos. On you know on, on the screens now of course I I apologize there were what three or four TV screens we had hanging uh, in the shop in, in the store yeah something like that yeah and been, have one giant screen instead but the giant screen was back in the anime section wasn't it yes yes it was and and of course Saturday matinee War Entertainment would give us this list of like promotional videos to play and we never would. You know, I mean, like we play musicals or we play The Mummy or we play anime or wrestling or just anything we wanted to, and nobody said anything about it. You know, nobody gave us no, a hard no, time no, about no. it. You know We did play the required ones once in a while. You know, when we played them, when, whenever we got a phone call from either Tom or someone
1: else higher up or at another store saying, hey, the secret shopper's out, so make sure you're doing everything right. The secret <laughs> shopper's for those people who don't know dickwads who shop for a professional living and pick apart uh, everything you do for a report on you. And if you get a low score, then your store gets talked to like children. And not ever accounting that someone maybe had a bad day or maybe the person
0: shopping is the dick. (laughs) (laughs) The funniest thing is, in my whole tenure working there, only one Person got fired. Nobody got written up. Nobody got a stern talking to, but one person got fired. And the whole time, the whole time Saturday matinee was there, or, or, or during our tenure working there, and Javier got fired for taking way too many spoke breaks, not counting the register properly, and not counting the gift coins. Do you remember the gift coins? Oh <laughs> <laughs> god, gift coins. All the gift coins No. Now, for those of you, once again, who are kind of scratching your head and going gift coins, all gift coins were were these dollar pieces that had certain denominations on them. You know, five, 10, 20, 25, 50 and 100 every single day, twice a day. We had to count the gift coins, making sure we we're doing our job to our fullest capacity. And Javier, every what hour, half hour, would go for a smoke break or go see his girlfriend who worked at Lane Bryant. And Mitch finally got sick of him and set him up and fired him. You gotta,
1: you've got to be awful for bitch to fire you because that dude was very understanding and forgiving on all accounts. So that dude must have really been awful. Yeah, he was awful. No offense <laughs> Javier, if you're out there listening. He <laughs> well, I mean, must have been awful at the time as an
0: employee at least. Hey, I mean, Javier's probably a good guy. He uses both his left and his right turn signals, brings in his mother's mail and everything. But at the time, he was awful. His girlfriend was hot, but he was awful. Um, but I digress. Um, and was, I never moved a medal. He was gone. after the first time I met him. <laughs> what is one of the one of many things that we'll talk about, the sixth out of my mind, is, you probably don't remember this, but I have never seen you upset. I have never seen Steve Harholz upset. You're always in a good mood. Even if you're even if you're having a bad day, you're always in a good mood. I watched you lose your cool one time, but go ahead. I'm sorry. What were we gonna say? I I do
1: you know, I well, I mean, well, all of that demeanor a lot of times hides uh, uh, me trying not to lose my cool a lot of times. <laughs> uh, but you know, I discovered like when you blow up, and it happens. It happens very rarely. I terrified a manager at FYE because uh, he was a manager of Mo, uh or Maureen, and she was kind of like, she was always on your case about stuff all the time. And well, I don't remember what she bothered me about one time, but I like snapped at her and got loud, which I never do. And she looked terrified. Like, because, she'd never see me like <laughs> and she apologized and walked out of the back room because I was doing shipping and receiving packs so she disappeared after <laughs> that. But yes, I uh, I try to keep a uh, somewhat even demeanor as much as a as probably to a deficit it probably takes a mental toll at some
0: point not losing the pool more often well there's this one time I remember like it was yesterday I was in the back receiving some DVDs and You came in the back, you were just fuming, and you went in and you got a mop and a mop bucket, and you went up front. You came back 10 minutes later, and you're like, motherfucker. I'm like, what's going on? And you explained to me that this, I guess, I I guess this guy gave his woman a drink. No, no, no. I take that back. A woman gave her baby a drink, and I guess the baby was a baby. And the drink just spilled all over the floor. And she just stared at you. And you lost... Yeah, your... <laughs> Go ahead. I think I vaguely remember this, yes.
1: Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think for that setting me off. I was already in a bad mood. The mood that I was in really was determined by what the customers were like, you know. And there were days that if you had like three or four bad customers... They were like total dicks to you. It didn't matter if the rest of the customers you had that day were nice because those like three or four. And man, that's just about like negative influence
0: versus positive, doesn't it? Holy shit! Like four <laughs> people could ruin your day, even if you had a hundred great customers. But that is absolutely true. <laughs> what's What's interesting? What's interesting? The customers that we had were unlike any customers we've we've ever experienced. Because working in the Florida Mall, it was the biggest mall in Florida, and they had tons of people from all over the world wanting DVDs that could not play in their particular region because they were from Europe and they're from Brazil. So there was, you know, everything else here was, was member region one NTSC only for America. So people would get angry because, you know, like the DVDs wouldn't work in Europe. Oh, God.
1: Man, talk about something that was like sucked so much, it was like every time you heard someone with something that wasn't an American-based accent, you had to be like, okay, so about the regions on these DVDs that I didn't see, it, I didn't hear your accent, so now you have like 15 DVDs in your hand, and I gotta tell you, they may not play on your DVD player, unless you have an all-region player, which an all-region player will play uh, DVDs from anywhere, but guess what? Uh, All-region players were hard to find back then because the internet was not as plentiful with products as it is now. So uh, a lot of them did not have all-region players. They would get furious after they had shot for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. You would tell them, "Uh, yeah, you you know those are going (laughs) to play.
0: But that, that was no fun whatsoever oh good lord to see talking to you and talking about Saturday matinee brings up all these wacky memories and, and I'm hoping people can you know paint the visual picture of the things that we went through you know dealing with customers and everything I mean just you know just just give me a few memories if you have them of Saturday matinee before we move on to the next chapter of our work life uh,
1: let's see man there was a story I, I really want to tell that I'm trying to remember this for it was uh, I, mean, I already told the jizz story and the uh animals <laughs> um i do remember there was a girl who used to come in and flirt with adrian and sean and uh she didn't flirt with me she was not into me but uh, i do remember she would like go there and she you know, would get like trying to talk to to go into the back to the anime section to talk and, uh, so she'd get him alone, and talk to him. But, uh, I do remember that, but I don't know if you remember that, you remember that girl?
0: Vaguely. Keep on, keep on going. I'll see if it jogs a memory.
1: She was short, keyboard, tiny tiki, uh, probably 1920, 21,
0: somewhere in was Probably 19, I think. Now, does she have glasses? No, I don't think she did. Um, because, I mean, I, well, not to interrupt your story, but I dated um, a, a young girl, Elizabeth, that had glasses on that would buy anime every weekend. But, yeah. No, no it wasn't her. This was, a, this was someone else. <laughs> uh-huh. But Unless it was her, did she always put in flirt with you until you started taking her? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, I'd, so. <laughs> I, I I I don't hold it against them. It was okay. With me, <laughs> just, me <laughs> Let's see what. Let's oh, see. I, of course, I remember. You know, remember when Fye first opened up, and they sent all the employees over there to our store so we can so we can train them. Camelot it
1: was F.Y. F.Y. Superstore. Oh, uh, yeah. Which I later
0: worked at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. What other, what other memories do you have about Saturday Matinee before we go to our next stop? No pun intended. worry, so what can you tell me about GameStop?
1: GameStop uh, is probably the worst brand company. I don't know who they are now. I've had so many changes, you know, maybe they're historic for now, but back whenever I worked for them, I couldn't believe that that company even existed with the ways that upper management handled things. They were the worst. Like, they were, like, so, one, they were fixed to everybody. They, like, had a superiority complex, especially the store Adrian and I worked at, because we worked at the lowly, uh quote-unquote, ghetto store in in a a rougher
0: area, of Outer Orlando. Pine Hills, Pine Hills and Hiawassee. And, uh. But this Correct You know correct I mean I got brought in And then I got the flu And I was out for like Two weeks I came back to like A ragtag team uh, I brought you in And I brought in G-Off Do you remember Jeff? g was awesome It was T-E-O-F-F So Yep He didn't. Uh, pretty much after I left, then he left. So it was. is that, is that when he left, is that when Carl came in? Uh, no, uh, no, Carl. No, um, Carl came in a, a, a little bit before Jeff left. because uh, because yeah, because it brought because I brought Carl on part time.
1: And Carl was from our. He had worked at Camelot
0: at last FYE. Yep. Yes, he did. Carl,
1: is, uh, Carl is a character I like Carl I uh, always liked him when he worked at the, uh, at
0: the other store it was him and another guy Ralph it was a backyard crew the back, the back room crew or whatever I remember
1: and uh Carl is good uh, you know, high strong at times that, that is true I think he would agree uh Carl's a funny guy, Carl's a nice guy. Uh, I got along with him when I worked with him. Uh, uh, I remember we would load... Pete uh, and Carl would load the Xbox. We'd bring in CDs because there was a playable Xbox unit there. And you'd take music CDs and load them on there and save them in the library. So while we were opening or closing, we could have a CD saved on there to listen to he
0: disturbed I don't even a lot, I'm sure. oh god I remember that yeah Oh uh, yeah you could save music to the Xbox holy crap and I don't know if you remember or not but like I said I mentioned it before we started the show um, the district manager her name was Amy and she was the one who fi- <laughs> who fired me and we could stand we couldn't stand talking to her and then she got promoted and went somewhere else. And then another district manager came in. I forgot his name, he was a black guy. And he laughed like the doctor in, a, in, in the cartoon Simpsons. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember that or not. No, I do not remember that. Yeah. And like I said, it's like if it, GameStop, GameStop was a blur because I enjoyed working there to an extent, but just the location. And the clientele itself was just horrible and it was it was doomed to fail, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, I got a
1: couple stories no, about not stop. So two drive by shootings, I don't know if you were there for both of them, but two drive by shootings at the McDonald's at the same shopping complex while I worked there. Um let's see, what else? Uh guy comes in one time. I would say very Joe Dirty type guy. <laughs> uh, we did, like, you know, they took trade-ins on games and game system, And it was one of the cartridge systems that he brought into trade. And as soon as whoever was working with me, it might have been shot. whoever was working with me opened it, and cockroaches went everywhere. And his girlfriend was, like, all stepping on him in the floor and
0: stuff. It was very surreal. <laughs> I re- and, uh, I remember stuff like that where we would get in consoles like Nintendos and stuff like that and they had bugs in them. Ugh, go ahead. <laughs> but the story I remember most, the one I tell other
1: people about, there was a girl there. She's very cute. I will say that uh, the girl that worked there, I can't remember her name. I still I remember she's cute. I tell this story even better now. That I'm telling you because uh, of course I was like, this it cute, Jeff. You know? Uh, so i rode the bus there my car got pulled, or my car broke bus, so i was riding the bus and the bus ride from where i lived to pine hills was like is a good like anywhere depending on how you talk bus transfers 45 minutes to an hour and fifty. so here's a bit of a ride you know well on one of these rides i got food pants but i had a poop which is well, do, especially whenever you're stuck to work for a long time. And so, uh, you know, I was working with Adrian. And I don't know how well you remember this, but like I boot in the back. Okay, I'm driving, there's gonna be a siren noise, so let me get this. I knew it, I didn't do it. Okay, so uh so uh, she said, This girl, I had pooped in the bathroom. And it had only been like 15 minutes before her shit started. And uh, she got so. I know, she came in while I was pooping. I was still in there. And she came into work while I was pooping. That's what it was. Because she went out to the floor and told Adrian on me. She was furious. She said. As I heard you telling me, she says, um, he's pooping back there. And you said, uh, okay. And she goes, he's using our bathroom to poop. And you're like, yeah, people do that. She goes, no, you save that for home. You do not shit at work. That is gross. And you were trying to explain her, no, like, even I do it. And she's like, you do that? And you're like, yeah, everyone, especially if you're a manager, at some point you've got a poop in the bathroom, you know, you were blowing out. <laughs> and you said that she was just like, you said she looked like she was about to cry. She was so upset that
0: she walked back there and smelled the shit smell. <laughs> do you remember this? Yes, that? Yes, yes, I do, actually. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Apparently you're not allowed to poop, especially at work. You know, you know, working at GameStop before, it was all right until until they made me made me manager of that particular store. It was it was horrendous. And and like when I left, I did not look back. I mean, I worked there for a couple of years, but it was it, I don't know, it was just so bizarre. You know, you not know, compare to to working like in the Mafia you know when you're in you're in and once you're out you're out totally you know and now GameStop is like yeah. belly up and everything and I really don't miss it that much I uh I ended up uh, staying I want to say for about a month or two months after
1: he left it's probably two months if I like well you know if I'm gonna leave I'm gonna find something else first I can't just quit I'm to pay bills. And, uh, cause, like, I didn't to see the writing on the wall, when the you manager your payment, you start bringing his buddies in, and the had to work there, and you bitch about, like, stuff. You didn't, didn't even get to bitch about. he went from being Mr. Buddy Buddy to being a prick in no time. And, uh, you know, I could see the writing on the wall. I was like, man, I'm not lasting here. Like, he, you know, he cut my hours. He said, you know, you're, uh, you go get it up, get it for a transaction, or some kind of crap. Like, it was like, he came up with some reason, even though my sales were fine. He found a way to come up with some reason today, but you're just a little bit below what you're supposed to be, so, you know. I'm, I'm switching back an hour, so maybe if you get your numbers back up, I'll get you back at like, And I was like, yeah, fuck this guy. Uh, I'm a full-time manager, and he just kept you like 28 to 30 hours a week of work.
0: And so, then I'm out, so, so I don't know what I was to be security. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I, really don't, I really don't miss that place. And, you know, Karma took care of GameStop for a bit. So, I really don't mind that. Um, as we close up the show, I do have a couple of questions for you before we uh, close up shop. This has been sticking in my mind for a couple of years before we get back in contact. Do you have any stories about...
1: Joe Smith Yeah. <laughs> I so Joe
0: Smith. Please explain please explain who Joe Smith is. I I, I remember this one story you told me, and if I get it wrong, please correct me. I I forgot it. I forgot something to the effect of two girls were talking about something, and he walked past them. He's like, I gotta go poop. I got got, it. I got it. Okay. So, Jennifer, who was a sweetheart, was an assistant manager. So, I go to work, she goes
1: can't believe what Joe did today and I was like oh what's that and she goes I was waiting on a sweet older lady she's probably in her 60s and uh she says we're up at the front and he reaches between us and grabs a magazine like a rolling stone off the magazine and I go I'm gonna go poop
0: i a couple of minutes and pick the magazine <laughs> oh god I, I, I remember you telling and me that story says, I remember you telling me that a Saturday matinee, and I, you know, like I never laughed so hard in my life. And do, do you remember when when I made the schedule? And sometimes I go out of town. I, I would give myself two days off and at the end of the week, two days off at the beginning of the week. I would just like go travel, just because I can make the schedule. That's right, you did make the schedule. Me and Sean were always Friday night. <laughs> yep. uh, and, and then
1: I remember you know, it was like, Mitch always opened Friday and Saturday, if I remember correctly. And uh, you would rotate one week, it would be Sean working with you Saturday night, and
0: the next week it would be me working with you on Saturday night. Isn't that kind of how it went down? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he I mean he allowed me to make the schedule. And I just go out of town. I mean, I, I go to Maine, I go to, like, Utah. I take all these trips. Because I mean I you know I would have four days off and I you know I wouldn't mind. Mitchell's cool like that. Now, now of course, as, as we close up shop, do you have any other stories you got? I mean, for now. Oh man, I feel like I, I've covered the best ones, the, the, the most memorable ones. Oh no, that that is no problem. I do want to thank you for coming on the show, and also I mean, what what are you listening to these days, podcast wise?
1: Podcast I listen to uh, the uh, Halloween Preservation Society, which is a uh, it's all about Halloween stuff. All dudes talk about Halloween all the time, so I listen to that. Uh, I one of my favorites, which I don't listen to, well, they randomly will throw a new episode up. Is Beyond Yacht Rock and. Uh, the dudes who came up with the YouTube series Jot uh, Rocks, you kind of coined that phrase the, it was a smooth rock of like it has the Doobie Founds, Doobie Brothers, you know, Logs of the uh, that kind of stuff. But they did this arbitrary sub-genre thing. And they come up with different different weird genres to do a top 10 for it every week. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, Let's see. I uh, I listen to uh there's uh Mick Garris has a podcast I listen to. He covers uh, he's a horror director, uh he talks to other horror personalities and stuff, he's got horror in general. And there's a few other, but those are like some of the some of the better ones that I listen to. Oh nice. I'm sure there's oh you know what? I gotta mention Flip Side Cinema side Cinema is one of my favorite people listen to. Uh, these guys are in exploitation cinema, underground cinema, and they throw a show at a drive-in that's two and a half hours away from me at Shelbyville, Indiana. And I drive up there once in a month, once in the, once a month just to watch these shows that they kind of present in conjunction with the Skyline drive-in. And it's just like, it's the coolest stuff, you know? It's, uh, yeah, you know, the opening of it this year was Dolomite and Human Tornadoes. so that's kind of like you know they man horror movies and stuff, and you know so it's always you know it's always going
0: to be interesting stuff playing there. Oh, wow, I'm actually curious to see that one of these days. I mean, if I ever get to Indiana, and of course I would love to go up there actually, because I mean I mean remember I haven't seen you in how many years has this been? <laughs> over ten years? Oh God, way over
1: half hours above me, but I definitely, whenever they have one of those, it's last, last Wednesday of the month, I would, I would love for you to go to one of those, because it, it is a very unique thing. Now, I'm huge into the drive, because that's one thing I'm huge into, and it's a very unique experience, because you could just sit on these chairs by the consensus stand before the movie starts, and people will all sit at all these tables. And you'll just get wrapped up in a uh, conversation about movies or music and stuff. Everyone's talking to each other. It's, it's pretty unique. I, I kind
0: of I, I dig that vibe a lot. Huh? That's something definitely got to check out. Now, of course, since I since I had you on the show, I mean, I do thank you for joining the show because it's been years since we talked. And I know as time goes on, the more we talk, the more stories are going to pop up. So I definitely yeah. I definitely want to do this again if you're all up for it. Uh, having me on here. No problem. Just hold on one second. Let me close up shop. Give me one second here. And of course, uh, thanks to all the listeners who came into the show. I know this is not the typical Walker AC experience. This has been something a little bit personal for me and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had the visual picture uh, of what we painted so far. So of course, once again, if you want to reach out to us, it is at uh, walkerac76.podbean.com and of course on Twitter at Walker AC Experience 76. I'm new to the whole Twitter game thing, if that's the kids say. So, once again, give me a follow. I'll follow you back. I'll res- respond to anything you got. And of course, you can reach out to me via email at slackingmajestically01 at uh, yahoo.com. That's slackingmajestically01 at uh, yahoo.com. We thank you once again. Steve, thank you for coming to the show, dude. I appreciate it more than you ever know. You're welcome. All right, until then, folks, you guys have a good one and take care of yourself as always.